0: Welcome to the Gunpowder Plot Show. I am John O'Marchada, and this is the Black Episode. I feel like I've put a lot on this, <laughs> Like more than I wanted to, <laughs> and it just kind of, it generically built up. It was, um, you know, oh, I'm going to do this episode, um, and I can't remember what I said the first time. But I was just like, ah, oh, I'm going to put it in the black episode. I'm going to put it in the black episode. I'm going to talk about it in the black episode. And um, I think I've I've organically, not generically, organically built it up <laughs> to be bigger than it's probably going to be. But um, what I want to do with this episode, uh, first and foremost, I want to point out that this episode is for the, uh, the benefit of all americans um all people that look to america um with hope or whatever you want, whatever they look at america with and um and certainly to the benefit of um black people in our society now as you notice i'm not saying african americans Um, well, I don't say African-Americans just like I don't say European-Americans. Um, I fuck up from time to time because as much as I don't want to say that, uh, I'm still a product of my environment to an extent. And, uh, shit slips out. (laughs) I don't like saying it because it's, um, asinine. Uh, my friend Reggie... Or my friend Julius was no more African American than I was European American back in the day. I would have, I didn't call them that, and they didn't call me that. You know, nobody can pick out what I am. Well, time out. Let me let me bring that back a little bit. If you looked at me, you'd go, "Fucking Irish." <laughs> like it's kind of hard not to. Um, and I've mixed. I I wrestle with that too. Um, as as I've as have talked about it in the past um and I think that might be an episode on its own of um you know what we represent and uh what is is you know where our priorities are and what what's more important um to us you know whether it be following um uh, truth or which obviously is always paramount or um you know what you represent and and what you can represent all at once. Um, You know, whether it be geographical locations or flags or uh, ideological um, uh, uh, beliefs, which are ideological, whatever. Anyway, so to start off the black episode, um, like I said, this is for the benefit of black people. It's for the... Oh, I guess I pound on the floor. (laughs) Pound on my desk. This is for the benefit. This is for the benefit of black people. Um, None... Well, you'll hear it as I talk about it. And it's for the benefit of Americans. And it's for the benefit of of everyone. Uh, I believe that we're living in a a socially manipulated or socially engineered uh, society anymore. Where... You have people that are so concerned with the color of somebody's skin that they cannot see their character, nor do they want to. And that's that's a, a severe negative in our society. And it's not only happening here in the States. It's happening everywhere else. Obviously, it's happening in Canada. Because they have Trudeau as their fucking leader. Good God, man. You know, drop the hockey sticks for two fucking seconds and just take care of that. Um, anyway uh, just to pick on them a little bit. The, uh, so the first part that I want to start off with is calling this out. I believe, um, that we're all targets here in the States and and worldwide in any country that you live in. I think that we're all targets of, um, them what you may, uh, whether it's uh, the elites, whether it's the United Nations, whether it's, uh, the Illuminati, whether it's, you know, just, rich assholes who have a lot of power. We're all targets. Um, I think here in the States, I don't know if I want to say that they're the number one targeted demographic, but I believe that blacks are very high up. They're they're towards the priority, towards the number one spar- spot of the targeted demographics. Um, and certainly, i I think that they're probably the number one targeted demographic when it comes to both being used and being abused. Um, if you look at certain things like, uh, as you know, I where I stand when it comes to abortion, I'm pro-life, I'm anti-abortion. Uh, I don't believe that there is a choice. I think that that is a veil of bullshit that they've g- engineered us into believing. That it's somehow not a life, not a not a human life, not a baby um, and you see you see the gears turning when talking to somebody about when life begins, and uh people don't err on the side of well, it's probably life, you know they they uh they err on the side of uh comfort, and the reason I'm talking about abortions is uh I believe blacks are the number one largest demographic when it comes to abortions in the United States of America. Um, I could look that up right now, but trust me, this is going to be long enough uh, for me to start pulling this shit out. Um, I'll probably look it up at some point or another in the future in one of my other episodes, but probably not tonight. Um, as far as I understand, they are number one um, in abortions. So, ah, man, am I, am I correct on that? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But um, from what I understand is that abortion clinics are primarily based in, um, how's the word go, overwhelmingly black neighborhoods. Um, There's something that needs to be said, and it's why I keep bringing up, and I have in the past, about Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was started uh, by Margaret Sanger, um, who was a vicious racist. She was prejudiced against anyone who wasn't basically her. Um, and any any likeness thereof. Anybody who wasn't white, she disliked. Any, uh, I think, I don't know if it bled into the elderly, but it certainly, she hated, um, uh, the handicapped of any sort. Certainly those who were born handicapped, whether it be physically or mentally. Um, she absolutely detested blacks, um, and uh, I've talked about it before of her and her communications with uh, Hitler and the Nazi regime. Um, she started Planned Parenthood. She, uh, so she started them. Um, it's grown into what it is today to the point that now they're receiving $500 million a year of our taxpayer money, of which they have a surplus of 130 at least that was the last number I remember hearing, and they don't give it back. Um, not only that, they take the aborted uh, fetuses and sell their baby parts off and um, their higher-ups end up buying Ferraris and all sorts of other shit. So, um, But not just that, uh, they, from what I understand, are the number one target when it comes to uh, in- injection of drugs, of alcohol, and tobacco. Within uh, their communities within the United States of America, it's not to say that there aren't uh, uh, liquor stores in white communities. Listen, all of what I'm about to talk about affects everyone. It affects every race. It affects poor. Uh, it it can affect rich, but I don't I don't believe that it affects them as much. <clears throat> but um, w- I believe overall, as I said when it comes to both using and abusing blacks are the number one targeted demographic in all of this, which is why I'm talking about it, which is why I'm making a a specific episode on this. And it's what I don't like seeing. Um, It's not that I'm doing this to attack black people or attack anyone. Well, no, I I do want to attack some people. I want to attack the bad people that are doing this. Um, And I think I'm going to name some people here in a bit. So, um, and as I say that, as I talk about the abortion clinics, the, the, uh, the injection of drugs and and liquor stores, um, where they sell alcohol and cigarettes and, and things of that nature. On top of that, by, by the way, um, here in, I think it was here in Detroit, uh, there was a doctor not too long ago. Who was I listening? I was just listening to this. Um, so I don't, I don't. It could be, I didn't do a lot of research on what I was listening to earlier, but they're talking about how, um, they, oh fuck, diagnose blacks more often with cancer who, when they don't have cancer, oh, it's dentists. God damn it. Who was I listening to? And they were injecting them with the, the, uh, fucking, what's the shit in thermometers, mercury fillings in order to give him cancer, and they were, um, fuck, man, I was just listening to this shit, and, I, and it, it's, I'm bringing it up because I had heard about this a long time ago, too, through, I believe it was Alex Jones, it might have also been Bill Cooper, uh, who were talking about this, um, but as I talk about all of that, the injection of the drugs, the liquor stores, abortion clinics, these are all independent choices. Okay, so as much as you can, as as much as I can shit on whoever's putting that in into play, whether it be the CIA, whether whether it be certain administrations uh, like Barack Obama, like George Bush Jr., like Bill Clinton, like George Bush Senior, um, and even Reagan. Um, as much as I can shit on that for it, these are still independent choices. To get an abortion is an independent choice. To do drugs. To drink alcohol, to smoke cigarettes. These are all independent choices. So I still want to point that out. Um, All of this is used with the intent to manipulate out. Uh, So, what I'm seeing, now I kind of went all over the place and I tried to uh, number this in segments in order to talk about it. Because I'm going to get to the what I think is the number one issue when it comes to what's plaguing the black community. But why I think that they're targeting for use and abuse um, the black community is instead of promoting family and and the name, right, name of families, like you have, uh, whether it be... Um, uh, Right, can I think? Fucking as much as I don't want to use it. Oh, well, let's t- let's say say the Trump name, right? Um, to promote your singular name um, or your surname, I should say, instead of promoting family and promoting name. And it's not to say that just because you promote something that you have to degrade something else. It's promotion in this in the, the sense of like a healthy pride, um, along with promoting lineage and individuality as well. Instead of doing that, um, we're seeing, especially when it comes to the black society, or the, um, or blacks within our society, I, I really want to steer away from calling it a, uh, a community because you don't do it with whites, um, and I just I don't I, I wrestle with it. <clears throat> um, instead of promoting those things, they're promoting collectivism through skin color, through race, and I believe it's for division. Um, and it will all come, it'll all make sense here in a moment. There, ah, do I want to go there? Um, and again, this could be any race, um, that, not that it could be any race, it is any race. It is a lot of races. I, it's, it's primarily, seemingly primarily towards blacks, but say without interference, um, it's all the same. Blacks are very family and oriented family oriented uh and blacks are very religious that was something when i grew up i just watched a a comedy special um not a comedy special a comedy skit by uh oh fuck i can't believe i'm forgetting his name right now Uh, dave Chappelle, where he was talking about how he he wasn't living in the hood but that the kids in the hood had more than he did he was a black kid and he ended up you know out kind of in the country And I was like, man, that is so much more different than what I grew up with because the blacks where I was from down in Tennessee had money or at least had more more money than I did. Um, I didn't we didn't have a lot of money like we kind of did. but We didn't like my mom was raising three kids on her own making, I want to say, like on average, 60, 65 grand a year, which was, I thought, a lot. You know, I remember telling somebody, I think I said we were middle class and they were like, no, (laughs) no, you're working class, (laughs) it was like, ouch, I didn't really know what what any of that shit meant, I just knew that we weren't rich, and, uh, and the black kids that, you know, I was friends with, had money, they had every fucking, every fucking (laughs) X-Men, like, every figure, they had every comic book, they had all the new clothes and new movies, they had, or, I'm sorry, uh, music, all the new tapes and CDs, because those were still out back then. They had uh, they had every, you know, they had the brand new game system. I think back then it was like right before PlayStation, or right when PlayStation 1 came out, they had it, you know, they had everything. They were always able to go out to the movies and all sorts of shit, so um, I didn't. But what I did notice was how um, very religious they were, you know. I grew up in the South where... Uh, blacks were primarily Christian. Um, There wasn't, I I don't think I ever saw an atheist black. I don't think I ever saw a Muslim black. So when I started hearing about Muslim blacks, I was like, what? (laughs) It doesn't compute, you know what I mean? Just because of how I grew up. But um, like I said, without the social engineering, without the targeting, without that type of shit, Um, blacks are very family-oriented and very religious. And I believe that if things could only be promoted like family, like the things that I was talking about, um, uh, you know, family and name and lineage and individuality, uh, you would just see a skyrocketing of the success in in the black community. And same with any community. Uh, Take, uh, I think, the... The poorest um, county is uh, actually white. I think that there's probably some interference that's running there. As you see, and and I'll talk about that a little bit more here in a moment. Because I'm going from three to four. Am I going to go there just yet? I feel like I kind of fucked up a little bit. But how about I'll, I'll touch on this. In their targeting of what I was talking about when it came to how... They're being um, targeted, and and a part of a massive part of that being collectivism through uh, skin color and race, and what that division is for. I believe it's for, you know what, that be? that'll be five. All right, so I'll touch on four real quick, and then I'll get to there. <clears throat> um, you see now that there is a, it, through this targeting, there is a constant, uh, supply of or attempt to revisionism in history in order to milk feelings of injustice and equate them to uh, false justice through things like reparation and now oppression in some kind of like a modern day revenge uh, i mean race was was uh, the word race. I've seen it in a couple different areas, so I'm I'm not quite certain as to exactly when it was. I've seen some that say mid-1800s. I think it was before that. Uh, It's more so, I believe, back in the 1600s. If it's not late 15, it's early 1600s when the word race was created. Um, And from what I can remember, the story is, is that it was created in order to dehumanize a certain group of people so that they could be used as slaves so essentially it was started for division um and now it's used prim- primarily for division and uh i don't know if you've ever heard uh but in the in the uh really uh i'm sorry the um conspiracy research realm it's often understood that we kind of all stand together in the sense that they Wish to keep us divided, because their biggest fears that we'll ever come together, and if we came together with the understanding of what actually has happened throughout history, what's been happening with the past few decades—not few, but past—I don't know, five, six, seven um, decades—and understand what's who has been manipulating things and and why they've been been manipulating things. We'd probably all march on Washington and kick those fuckers out of Congress. <clears throat> all but a few. There's a few in there that are pretty good. Same with the Senate. Um, I think Trump stays in, uh, especially when you understand the shit that he's done. I mean, yeah, I, I don't need to go over the list again, but I'm sure I'll come. I'll, I'll do it at another time. Um, and it's all easier to target blacks. I think, because of the history of blacks in the U.S. I don't think that there's been, with the exception of uh, the Indians, the feather, not the dot, um, I don't think that there's been a history as unique as uh, the blacks had, right? They, were, um, they came over as slaves, and um, it was an opportunity. I think it was the opportunity uh after all said and done uh when the democrats needed needed and, and this I kind of fucked up a little bit, but what I'm saying is is that a lot of this weighs heavily on the Democrat Party. There's a lot that the Democrat Party have, has done in, in this new age of McCarthyism, um, in which if you've even looked in the direction of someone evil, you're considered evil. How The fuck the Democrats keep pushing that? And they're the ones, they're the sole people who are pushing McCarthyism, or at least the new revisioned version of it. Um, Yet they have the history that they do, you know, that uh, they were the um, slave owners. I'm from, and I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza on this one. There were no Republicans that owned them. Um, that it was, it was, it was all the Democrats and the Democrats fought for them. Uh, the, the, the war was, the civil war was, was, um, and it didn't start because of slavery. Mind you that it came in later, but the Democrats were on the side of, of, um, keeping slaves where the Republicans were against it. Uh, not just that the KKK was created by the Democrats It's like, are you really going to fucking sit here and try and tie Trump to Epstein when he did all the things that he did against Epstein? Yet, you're going to sit there with your fucking hypocritic finger pointed that way and you created the KKK? Not only that, your party um, uh, came up with the Jim Crow laws and voted for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, you're shitting me, man. How do they keep getting past it? Um, how, how, yeah, how, and, and I mean, this is a hard understanding, but when you understand how they do it, and I think I just walked myself in a circle there, but, um, what I don't understand is how they get past, how the Democrats, how the Democrats get past what they did, all of the things that they had done, um, even, even not trying to say it like McCarthyism, but the fact that it's still going on today. Uh, I believe that blacks were um, free at one point from the plantation. And then, next thing you know, and this was a much more quiet way of getting them on a plantation, they're, they're right back there. And I'm not saying all blacks, obviously. Um, but the, the populace of black people today uh, in the United States of America. And I think the Democrats did it and and they did it in a very uh sneaky way. I think that they used the I believe it was it's from Goebbels, I don't think it was so much from Hitler because Goebbels was Hitler's propagandist. He was his propaganda And and he shaped most of Nazi Germany into what it was, um at its at its worst. <clears throat> um where you have the Democrats today who make it out like the United States was just the most evil, horrible country ever because they took on black slaves. And it's like, well, wait a minute here. Um, All people were slaves at one point. And I've talked about this before. All people were slaves. All races were slaves at one point. The word slaves, the root word of that is "slavs." The Slavs were white slaves to... um, uh, Arabic Muslims, Um, which is like, what the fuck, dude, how are you going to sit here and say that white people were never slaves? So you have the Slavs, and then you also have um, the Irish, who were slaves to white people. Um, I've talked about it down on um, Barbados, cutting sugar cane. At one point, over, I think it was 80 or 85% of the population was white Irish slaves. On Barbados, uh you have uh and I guess the Scottish were, too. Now these are just the three uh white slave groups that I know of, and I'm sure that there are more. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Back I mean back in Rome, back in, in uh in in Roman times there were white slaves. You know what I mean? It's like it everybody has been a slave at some point or another, every group of slave or every uh race I should say. Uh, or at least race as we know it today. Um, And the worst of all of them were the Muslims. As I'm sure everybody that's ever listened to me well knows, I do not like the Muslims. (laughs) I have uh, no goodwill towards them. Well, I shouldn't say no goodwill. I just don't like them. I'm not a a fan in any shape, way, form, what have you. But the global effect is um, that you keep... Telling a lie, and the bigger the lie, the more you tell it, the louder you tell it, uh, the more it becomes true. And I think that the Democrats have taken that and ran with it. Um, And you can see it today in just about everything that they talk about. Look at the people who are screaming the loudest about a situation, about whatever it may be, whether they're calling somebody a Nazi, calling them a fascist. That's that's the main one today, Um, is you have a group like Antifa who scream that their enemies are fascists, that uh, anybody who supports the American flag, that anybody who supports Donald Trump is a fascist, yet they act in the most fascist of ways. They shut down whoever they can. They react in mm-hmm. violence. Um, you have Black bloc. You have them wearing their their masks at all times and, and meeting in order to come up with strategy in order to uh, physically attack their enemies. These are fascist motherfuckers. And this is a Goebbels effect. In, in effect, basically. Um, a a Goebbels strategy. Um, that is now in, in effect today. And primarily in the Democrat Party. Now the Democrats are starting to tear themselves apart a little bit, which is nice. Uh, thanks to the... Uh, it's something Presley nobody knows her, this this chick, like, really tried to write some coattails into it, but she's a freshman, and nobody knows her, so I'm not even going to include her, and uh, it's not because she's black, <laughs> but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib, uh, these three bitches came up and started such a fucking problem, so there's such a headache, um, that now they're they're starting to really tear apart the Democrat Party, which is f- lovely. I I love sitting back and watching it because of how fucking evil um, that political party actually is. And it's not to let go of the, the Republicans. Again, I'm an independent. I am not a Republican. I'm not a Libertarian. I'm not a Green Party. I'm not any of that. I'm not a Democrat, certainly. I'm an independent. I make my own choices and my own decisions. Um... And I'm not trying to let the Republicans get away with it. Uh, You have George Bush that was a Republican. That motherfucker. And his dad, you know, um, who I think were behind 9-11. And and I believe it was the Bushes that were behind the uh, assassination of JFK. It was, uh, fuck, what is George Herbert Bush's, so George Sr.'s dad, whatever his name, he was behind the assassination, that's what I believe, of JFK. And um, that brings me all the way around to what I believe is the number one issue that's plaguing the, uh, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it, the black community. And that's lack of fathers. Everything depends on this. Everything depends on the lack of fathers in the black community. And again, this isn't just a black issue. This is an everybody issue. I can tell you from my own experience. The, Pro, a lot of the problems and issues that I've had in my life were because of my father. Um I watched him abandon my sisters and that de- I developed an abandonment issue uh to a degree. I was fearful for 31 years that my father was going to abandon me. Um and then he finally did. And uh I I've I've had I had a lot of issues because of that, you know, clinging on to somebody that I shouldn't have and I can't say I shouldn't have because I wouldn't have my son today. Um, I'd do it all over again for my kid, uh, for both of my kids. But um, it I know now, looking back, you know, a big part of that, why I clung on to the women that I cling on to and that I held on to so tight and so pushing some of them away was because I had that issue. I had abandonment issues. Um So, yeah, I mean, I I think it's, and it it doesn't just affect blacks. It's not like it, you know, um, the lack of fathers in the black community, as I hate saying that, community. um, It's not like, well, you know, it affects them negatively, but it's okay on white people. No, it affects everybody the same, dude. Um, Fathers teach us respect. They teach us morality and control, objective decision-making. Uh, value, value in in one another, in, in human beings, in life, uh, responsibility, accountability. Um, two things that I, I preach at the end of every episode. And they give fundamental grounding. Uh, they leave the biggest impact on their children. And I'm not trying to diminish women. It's just fathers have a different way of doing it. Where, let's say fathers... Give or at least teach objective decision making women uh, teach much more of a subjective, and it 's not to say that that 's somehow bad um, but you need both of them you know that 's why you need mother and father, you need families that 's why i 'm sitting here saying, Listen, if I was against blacks right as liberals as any liberal listening to this would probably try and say that oh he 's just he 's attacking black people in this.." If I was against blacks, do you think I'd be sitting here saying um, that I want to promote the black family? Mother, father, original mother and father, having all of the kids be theirs and staying together, you know, until death do they part? No, of course not. Why? Because that would make them stronger. And by the way, a good, strong country, its foundation is in its families, That's when you have a good, strong country. Not off of fear. Not off of a a fucking, you know, super strong, you know, fucking fucked in the head robot military. It's off of families. Off of good, strong families. And that's what I'm trying to, I think, get out the most in this episode. Is that I'm promoting bringing back the black family. And bringing back the family all together. I mean, the 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 divorce rate is uh, above sixty or fifty percent. I believe. I think it's it's close to uh, mid fifties overall in the United States, and that is fucking sad. You know where it isn't? In Islam, Mm mm-hmm. It's. I think it's. um, I think it's less than twenty percent. If I'm mistaken which, uh, is, should fucking frighten us, (laughs) like, uh, they're getting stronger, while we're getting weaker, and we're getting weaker, and I'm talking about everybody in the world, um, and certainly in the United States, because we're allowing our feelings to get in the fucking way, and we're not making any objective decisions, you know, we're getting with the wrong people, we're not being picky, uh, we're getting, um, one yes, we are marrying the wrong people often, but we're also not understanding that. Hey, by the way, got to be accountable and responsible. You married this person, um, dig in, you know, dig in and, and deal with it. Now I'm not saying that there's never uh, a reasoning for divorce. Obviously, I was divorced, or I've been divorced once. So I'm not, I'm not helping marriage out any, right? Um, but it's to say that not to not to shit on on women, okay? However, women, this has a lot to do with you too. Um this is more so to say that fathers have a fucking massive impact on their kids, arguably more so than women in some areas that are pretty fucking important. Faith, uh for sure. Um the impact of faith that a father has will go longer and stronger than with women. How do I know this? Because of how many single mothers there are and how how high the numbers of atheism there is. There is a direct correlation between the two. Um, single motherhood fucking sucks. And I'm talking about uh, purposeful single motherhood, which I think I'll get into... Well, I get into it here in a minute? Maybe? Question mark? Um, yeah, I'll get into it here in a minute. So that was there. I'm going to go over here. So, um, everything. Does everything affect it or is everything affected by it? Uh, I'll, I'll go with both. Everything is affected by it and it affects everything. The lack of fathers. Again, the number one issue. Because the number two issue that comes up right behind it is the actual culture that is so negative within uh, the uh, the black community. I hate saying community. Or the society, or blacks within the society. Um, I don't know why I don't like using community. I feel like it's probably just because I hear liberals use it all the time and it fucking irks me. <sighs> Hopefully I can get over it by the end of this episode. Where are we at? 36. Alright. So, the culture and the number two issue that, that um, plagues the black culture is the gang and gangster... Yeah, the gang, the gangster rap... Oh, I'm sorry. The gang, the gangster, and the gangster rap culture that is being highly promoted... Uh, and has been since the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I believe it's something that was certainly socially engineered. I think, I believe, and I believe the stories that I've read and heard of. um, Where was this one? I kind of had something pulled up. Oh, good. My uh, computer doesn't want to click on what I want to click on. You motherfucker. What the... Oh, really? Well, all I gotta do is close it and open it again, motherfucker. (laughs) And there's my loophole. Oh, I'm gonna have to keep it closed for a minute. But anyway, I thought I did have the link up. But uh, the CIA met with uh, NWA, um, which uh, stood for Niggas with Attitude. Um, There was a meeting that was had. Uh, NWA was actually... It wasn't created by um, e and Dr. Dre and, and, uh, Ice-T and Ice-Cube, uh, which is the stupidest fucking names, but, um, it wasn't only created by them, it was created by, uh, and, uh, Owen Benjamin actually touched on this, I watched his episode on this, and it was actually, dude, Owen Benjamin, as much as people think that he's gone crazy, um, I think he's just, he's really trying to minimize those that can hurt him, I think that's, that's, that's what he's doing, and I think a lot of people think that he's gone crazy. Listen, I've talked about it before. Um, I don't necessarily like how he does the things that he does um, when it comes to uh, cutting off people that he sees as enemies. But um, I can re- I uh, I respect him, and he talked about this. The NWA was was created by a uh, a fellow who just so happens to be Jewish. Um, who was a, a producer at the time. I think he had went to... God damn it. I can't remember what college he went to. Oh, you motherfucker. No. Oh, man. Fucking computer froze. Fuck you, computer. That's boring. Anyway... Um, he went to, I don't think it was Stanford. I want to say it was like Berkeley or something for music and, and, and something else. And he came out and he ended up, um, forming NWA. And I would argue with a lot more, um, power than, uh, Dr. Dre and the rest of them. And they had a meeting with CIA in which they would, uh, socially engineer the black community towards uh what we now understand as uh gangster rap and uh influence a gang and gangster um mentality amongst uh primarily black people um and what it what what they would do is and what it does. Uh, is teach suspicion and hatred of white people. Suspicion and hatred of police. Excuse me. Um, Yes, I trust fucker. Suspicion and hatred of authority. Uh, I think it's... Is the word degradation? Degradation of one another. Um, Arguably, it intends... The gangster rap and gangster mentality intends to turn blacks into savage mindless beasts uh, who beat and murder one another as well as others um, and yet holds up this weird unspoken belief that uh that it's it's like a racist belief that they're like superior uh you've heard of we was kangs um, where there's this belief in like they they were all kings and queens it's like listen Ireland tried that (laughs) Scotland tried that didn't work out super well okay um and it's used to intimidate themselves as well as other races uh and I would argue especially whites uh especially nowadays um it was used as a way to of anti-assimilation um, in order to fight against the system and and uh, not be a part of the the rest of the communities that were out there, the community, the actual word that I don't mind using in that um, di- dialect and that vernacular, and that I can't think of the word, um, it was anti assimilation to the rest of the country. Um, It promoted promiscuity, especially amongst women, which is where now you get into the single motherhood, um, where it goes into uh, what the Democrats have done in garnering the trust of, uh, of the black vote, basically. They, uh, and again, this doesn't only affect blacks. It affects uh, many people. Um, I believe one of my sisters was on welfare. My mom at one point was on welfare. Um, affirmative action, uh, which by the way is, uh, a very racist law, affirmative action. And it's on the books. It isn't racist against blacks. It's racist against, um, other races primarily, and I, and I can't just say whites because it's also racist against Indians, uh, the dot, not the feather, as well as, um, Orientals. I don't know where that became a pejorative, but it's not (laughs) like, it bothers me when I hear people go, Oh, the Oriental, that's a pejorative. What the fuck are you talking about? You're talking about people over by the Orient as well as Asia, like all of Asia, with the exception of a few Saudis, uh, or Arabs, I should say. Uh, no and what what these things did was it caused dependence on the state, and between the two parties, who would you consider the state? Would you consider it Republicans who are for small and limited government or who are supposed to be, which is why it pisses me off so much about Republicans and where we find them today or would you say it's the democrats who believe in big government who now are f- are going towards socialism of which not one single democrat can tell the difference between a socialist and a democrat because there is none that's the answer so welfare and affirmative actions or affirmative actions and things like that in in um social safety nets what that does it doesn't help out anybody and it's not intended to it's intended to make the individuals dependent on the state and bring them in to collectivism skin color and and now you see it today where it's skin color and it's uh uh sexual preference and it's uh, fucking uh, this retarded ridiculous idea of gender there's no such thing as gender it's sex fuck gender um as uh did I already say it? sex genitalia um you know all the things that you- you didn't get to choose uh with the exception of one being islam now that's a part of it but uh promiscuity and how it connects in there is that these women um are are incentivized to be single mothers by welfare and that they will Receive more money if they don't have a man in the house, which incentivizes single motherhood as well as promiscuity. And through promiscuity, you have uh, more single mothers, a lot more pregnancies, right? And even with the the uh, sex education, which obviously doesn't work because there's still abortions, doesn't make any sense. You know, if if your condoms and your birth control work so good, why do we still have so many abortions every year? It doesn't make any sense. Um, along with those, uh, the gang and gangster and gangster rap culture, uh, what this has done is, uh, promoted a lack of care for human life. Um, constantly talking about killing one another, to- constantly talking, and it also promotes, uh, narcissism, narcissism in the sense that, yeah, now I'm kind of talking against what I was talking about earlier, where it's collect, uh, collect, collectivism, um, Narcissism is a very um very odd exception to the rule in the sense that it's a negative pride it's a it's an unhealthy amount of pride that still relates based off of the populist idea or the mainstream idea of what um what the individual should be and so then therefore it kind of circles back around to. Uh, collectivism uh it promotes drug use and alcohol use which are both pinpoint pinpointed towards and targeted at black communities um promotes a warped uh, vision of manhood and womanhood um which is translating into something a, l- a lot different now than what it used to be um it promotes uh money over all else that money is the most important thing uh money uh, how's it go i got my money on i got my mind on my money and my money on my mind um what was the other i just heard another rapper uh lyric the other day that stood out to me where they were talking and i mean this is in every rap song it's all recycled regurgitated garbage uh, where in, in any given rap song, you'll hear them, it's narcissism, right? You'll hear them talk about how they have all the money in the world, how they have, you know, uh, the women are bitches and they got all the bitches and, uh, they've had sex with however many, um, they're the best fighters. They can, they can all ball, you know, um, they've got all these possessions. You've got, they've got, got all these things. They do all these drugs. They sell drugs. They're pimps. I'm um, a P I M P, right? We've all heard the songs. Um, these are all heavy negatives. Uh, I was just watching, um, a thing, a video the other day with a comedian that I, I came across that I've known for a while, but I didn't ever know his name. His name was, uh, Andrew Schultz, who's pretty funny. And oddly enough, he's one of the very few comics that are out there that are still doing risky comedy you know, actual comedy, and uh, I didn't know this, but he does his podcast, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly, with a guy by the name of Charlemagne, and his full name, which I hate saying, is he calls himself Char- Charlemagne the God, and they were on, it's, it's called something like Smart, I'm paraphrasing, Smart Stupid People, or something like that, in New York, and they were on this stage, and uh, this guy guy got up and they were taking questions from the audience and this guy got up and he started talking about, um, how he had only ever been with this, his, his wife basically. And then she left him and these guys are ragging on him and they're doing this thing that I've, I've, you know, I grew up with, you know, where guys act like guys and you know, women shouldn't matter and you need to have sex with Charlemagne starts going in on this guy and doing that. And it just, it's always bugged the fuck out of me. That guys would do this, Um, where it wasn't even that it was. It wasn't light, like lightly doing it doesn't bother me so much, you know. You know, saying checking out that girl or that girl's hot or oh man, I wish I could fuck that girl, whatever it may be. That's that's light. This motherfucker was sitting there telling him, oh god, it was just like you. He was shitting on this guy for having only been with this one woman his whole life, his wife. And shitting on him for it, and it's like, what are you doing, dude? You're you're a part of the problem. Charlemagne's a bitch, by the way. Um, <laughs> there's a video out there of him getting a shit kicked out of him. And uh, when I watched it, I enjoyed it quite a bit because I can't stand the guy. He's a real cunt. He's the one that had uh, Hillary Clinton on his show when he asked her what is something that you carry in your purse, and she uh, she said hot sauce. <laughs> that was Charlemagne. Um, he is a fucking cunt um by every word of it. Uh let's see what else is there. Uh that this shit promotes this gangster rap mentality. Uh family is weakness, education and knowledge is weakness. Uh solid career, self-control, these are all weaknesses. Um they promote this idea that blacks are all targeted by whites, that the white man keeps them down. They promote racism, heavy racism, just like I was talking about. Where there's this uh, this unspoken belief that uh, they're superior, um, that blacks are superior to all of the races. Uh, Fifty Cent, Curtis Jackson. I hate using stage names, but I'll do them just to let you know who it is. Curtis Jackson. Uh, before the Floyd Mayweather, uh, Conor McGregor fight, uh, he was talking. He was he was in a hallway or something. And somebody was doing an interview with him, and uh, I've never liked the guy myself. And he was talking about how blacks are superior. We're just superior. He's just going to win. Talking about Floyd Mayweather, even though him and Floyd Mayweather had a, a serious falling out. Um, don't ask me how I know some of the shit. I just do. And uh, and he was obviously on Floyd Mayweather's side and um, shitting all over Conor McGregor. And saying that he was just going to lose because... Um, Black people are superior, white people are inferior. And it was just like, holy fuck, dude. (laughs) Like, right there. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying it's among all all blacks. I'm not saying, you know, hashtag not all. But um, within this gangster rap mentality, within this gangster mentality, um, that's what it is. And by the way, what the gang gang would do, especially back when Bloods and Crips were real big... um, and they started off over there in, in the West Coast, um, is that they would search out for uh, males from, and ended up being females too, but uh, males from single, single mother households where the father wasn't around. Because they were the easiest ones to get and to mold into the gangsters that they wanted, the quote-unquote soldiers, even though none of them are soldiers, they can't even fucking shoot straight. They end up shooting more bystanders, and then they do the fucking target that they're trying to get. Um, I would also argue that it promotes cowardice and has turned cowardice into bravery. I've seen, um, and you've seen the knockout game. Well, who are they targeting? This is a gangster. This is a gangster byproduct, by the way. Um, who are they targeting? They're targeting the easiest victims that they can find. And, uh, they're walking up in a group by this person and, um, one of them will sucker punch the person and knock them out. You know, the, the whole idea to the game is, can you knock them out with one punch? Um, and they've, they've targeted, uh, women, old men, elderly, uh, people that are alone. um jumping people. They, t- it, this is a, this has become like a, a thought of bravery or courage or toughness when, you know, two people from whatever go and they, they beat up one dude. Uh, no, that's cowardice. But the, now they're turning that into some form of bravery, um, or toughness. And this is coming from the gang and the gangster and the gangster rap, uh, culture that is being, um, Pushed and has been being pushed for the past three decades. Um, There's a promotion within it also of representing. um, And it's usually representing a a geographical location or a gang or a set. That's paramount. Um, And you'll find it, you'll find so much of this that has bled into the entertainment industry. Uh, it's bled into academia, there's a course being taught uh, about um, Tupac Shakur's uh, lyrics out there in UC Berkeley, which is a fucking joke, uh, I don't know if you noticed, or know this, but Tupac Shakur was a fucking ballerina, did you know that, <laughs> he, he was a fucking dancer, he was in, um, fuck, what's that group where it was, they did the Humpty Dance, I do the Humpty Dance, I do that, back when rap was actually fucking good, uh, fuck, he was a part of that group and he was one of the dancers, he was a backup fucking dancer, <laughs> and then he came, comes out as this fucking hardcore motherfucker, you know, and it's like, <laughs> what a joke, dude, what a fucking joke, um, and now he's touted as like, this fucking, this super hardcore tough guy, same with Biggie Smalls. Are you telling... Oh, my God. I mean, that And I'm going to get to it here in a minute, but fucking really, Biggie Smalls? That's somebody that you're going to fucking follow? <laughs> you're going to take orders from? That fat fucking tub of shit? <laughs> Who the fuck can he fight? Are you out of your mind? Same with Snoop Dogg. Are you, th- are you telling me you think Snoop Dogg ever fucking actually beat up anybody? That fucking beanpole motherfucker? <laughs> There's a dude, um... Ah, Brown. What's his first name? He was on Joe Rogan's show. What was this? Who was was fighting? Was it Floyd Mayweather fighting Conor McGregor? And, um... It was either that or it was an MMA fight. And uh, Snoop Dogg, who's gotten his nose into uh, MMA, even though he knows dick about it and has never been a fighter himself. Um... Anyway, it was some fight. And, um as it was, as his guy was winning, black guy, whoever it was, because he's a racist piece of shit, uh, he was sitting there going, yeah, kick that nigga's ass, motherfucker, kick that fucking white boy nigga's ass, and it was like, huh, and this brown dude, I can't remember his fucking first name, uh, I see his face, I've seen him fight, uh, I've seen probably 10 of his fights, um, I think he was on one of the original, maybe the first or second season of the Ultimate Fighter, really, really good fighter, he was sitting there on Joe Rogan show going, I, if I ever see him, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of him. And it's like, I believe you, (laughs) I completely believe you. I believe you would. And I don't think it would be hard whatsoever. I think you would fucking maul him. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's obviously bled into all of those things. Obviously the, the entertainment industry, um, or, I'm sorry, the music industry, but it's also gone into to movies, it's into sports um where they carry on these fucking these ridiculous personas of being hardcore. And what's so what's so fucking funny is how many of these it just like I said, how you know, you got Tupac Shakur who used to be a fucking ballerina. You got um uh fucking Snoop Dogg who couldn't who couldn't fucking bust a grape in a grape of fucking Food fight. uh, Yes, I stole that one from Jay Z. Jay Z, who the fuck, dude? I seen him hit one of his fans. It was a chick. I've talked about this before. It, fucking his little limp wrist, motherfucker. Didn't even put her down. He fucking went. He walked into that overhand right, right to her chin. She didn't go down. His his wrist bent, little fucking pussy. Jay Z, and oh god, it's like for Beyonce who I can see is attractive, but I'm not attracted to her that much. It's like, yeah, you got all the money in the world, but you married the ugliest motherfucker. (laughs) Dude, he is uglier than dog shit. And you know it. Um, (laughs) fucking pussy. But how many rappers rap about shit that they know nothing about i was just watching these fucking two dudes that got out of that were in prison for however long that were sitting there and talking about how you know people rap about that shit who know nothing about it um oh fuck i just had this guy's name in my head oh what's his name work hard play hard that dude um he fucking dresses like Jimi hendrix please tell me who in the fuck could he fight and win you know what I mean? Like, Curtis Jackson, I'll give it to him. Probably a pretty tough guy. Got shot nine times. Again, uh, gangsters aren't very good shots, you know? <laughs> Lucky for him. <laughs> he was getting shot by a gangster. Not a fucking cop. <laughs> He'd probably be dead. Um, but that's the that's the funny thing about this, is that with all that, that culture, you have all of these fakes that are just in there because it's pop music. It's just engineered for you to believe that it's scary and that it's tough. I mean, because that's really all of, all that it is. It's a front so that these people won't get hurt. They front up with this shit so that people won't fuck with them because they don't want to have to deal with the conflict. So. It's a... As I talk about it being in... a. a form of social engineering. It's a unique manufactured culture or a unique socially engineered culture. I think it's more so uh, manufactured. Uh, I've heard different accounts of who created uh, rap, um, that it was created by the FBI. Um, I've heard some say it was created by the CIA. I'm still not absolutely certain as to who created it. Um, and then there's the organic creation of it through, um, that, that blacks created it. Um, so even if it was organically created by blacks, I believe that it was then later, um, unique. It was a, it it was a culture that was manipulated. I shouldn't say necessarily manufactured, but manipulated Um, into what it is now, definitely the gang and the gangster and the gangster rap culture were manufactured, were socially engineered as a culture in order to, is the word promulgate into, um, the black community and, uh, arguably deteriorate it, uh, to what it is today to weaken it. Um, in order in and also in order to manipulate the black community in order to have certain effects like riots um like you see after uh the shooting in Ferguson, which uh all of a sudden popped out the the b l m the Black Lives Matter movement, which is funded by George Soros, if you didn't know um and same with a lot of I can't remember all of the other different uh organizations that came up after that. But um, for anybody that knows, uh, that whole situation was a, was a manufactured lie. I shouldn't say it was a manufactured lie. It was an opportunity that um, the powers to be took a hold of it and manipulated it in such a way that, uh, again, like I said, they manipulated, they used what they, the, their tools to manipulate that part of the black community and uh, get the desired effect which was rioting, which was civil unrest, which we have today. By the way, that all happened under Barack Obama. And that happened in 2015. That did not happen with uh, Donald Trump. Um, and I believe it was right before Donald Trump was elected, you had uh, <clears throat> five the five Dallas police officers who were killed by uh, a member of the BLM, um, or at least a supporter of it. I believe that it's so when i say that it it's uh the easiest to take and manipulate the black community i'm not saying that to say that they're they're weak-minded and they're easy to manipulate i just think that there was a path of least resistance when it came to um who had a unique situation as they did in the United States, that they could use negative feelings to manipulate outrage and action and rebellion um, to the extent that you could also call it a controlled opposition, right? And using, especially when it comes to uh, piggybacking uh, the the community and uh, forming this, this manufactured culture in the gang in the gangster in the gangster rap culture um, and using that to, like I said to to pull the strings and get you know certain desired outcomes that you'd want like civil unrest. Uh, I believe that some parts were unintended uh, and unexpected and uh, they were prime opportunities for them to use. Um, and who do I mean by they? <clears throat> the Democrats, certainly. Um, I go back to it being a tool of the Illuminati. Did I lose you on that one? Well, I haven't talked enough about the Illuminati. And um, knowing their goals, uh, which came about from Adam Weishaupt and and his uh, newly found Illuminati back in, in uh, 1776, and um, their intentions and their formulating a plan in order to overtake any and all countries and to control them. Um, I think that this is uh, a result of that. Uh, I think that they are what's behind it. Um, you can call them the elites. I believe that they are the elites. You can call them, you know, the United Nations. You can call them whatever you want to call them. I believe it's the Illuminati <clears throat> that are behind this as they are b- behind um most things, I think that out of any group that may have control, they're not like the white dragons out in, and I, and I know that the white dragons fight against them out in, uh, in Asia, especially in China and Japan. If you, if you don't know who the white dragon society is, check them out. Holy fuck. Um, they've had quite a bit of success against the Illuminati, um, and they know they exist. Uh, man, what was that guy's name? When that first brought it out. Uh, I shouldn't say first. He was one of the first, that first brought it out. Got it. The name is just right there on my fucking tip of my brain. But, um, yeah, I think that, uh, that the Illuminati, um, let's say that they, they didn't, again, it comes down to, you know, some parts being unintended, uh, unexpected, but having, having it happen, they still used it, uh, to their advantage. Um, what was that? Ooh, I actually skipped. That's. I have this as my last part. Um, But I think it's it's all in order to um, essentially try to turn the black community into their blunt object in order to um, fight against the others, um, the other races and the other communities um, for civil unrest. Because it's far easier... Like i said uh, within the what we believe in the conspiracy research realm, it's far easier to control a group of people who are divided than it is to fight against a unified front, and I believe that that's what's what's happening and um and I think that that's what they're going to continue to do um and even within that, within uh, the gangster and the and the gang and the gangster rap culture or mentality, you, you can, or at least I can, and I think a lot of other people can, see that it's starting to change. Um, it's almost like a dip and it's coming back up, but just in a much different way. Where before, you know, they had their own mindset of uh of what a man was and what I'm talking about is like gangs right and gangsters and gangster rap and I don't mean gangster like the Italian mob I mean gang I mean gangster in the sense of gangs like the Bloods and the Crips and things like that they had their own idea of of what men was Uh, what men were and what manhood was. Um, and I believe it, it wasn't so much of a warped vision as much as it was, uh, ill intended, um, with how they were, they were trying to envision men back then, but what that culture, and I'm not saying the black culture, I'm saying this rap, this gangster rap mentality culture. Um, what they've done is they're starting to turn it gay. Um, fuck, if I could only remember that motherfucker's name. Work hard, play hard. Damn it. I'm looking at, I can see him sitting in a chair like, uh, oh, now I'm forgetting the fucking guitarist's name. Ugh, fuck, I can even see the word and I can't say it. Fuck. Anyway, they're starting to turn, um, men gay. There, I don't know if you've heard, but there is a picture going around the internet right now, of Drake, Drake the Rapper, who, by the way, uh, is about as milk toast as they come, he comes from Canada, I don't know if you knew that, uh, started from the bottom, now we're here, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're still at the bottom, bro, um, he's half Jewish, half black, um, there's a picture going around of him, and yes, I saw it, and I wasn't very happy seeing it. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at at first. And then I saw it and I go... Ugh. He has a facial of cum. Of men's cum. And he's sucking on a, on a dick. This goes back to... And it's either Fat Joe or Big Pun. I think it's Fat Joe. I think Big Pun died and Fat Joe stuck around. I'd I'd pull it up on my computer but my... Computer froze and I'm kind of upset with it right now. Um, plus it would just be too long of an episode. There's a video that you can find, I believe it's Fat Joe, where he's talking about the gay mafia in the music industry. Well, if you listen to somebody like Michael Voris, not Voorhees, um, Michael Voris uh with the church militant, he talks about the gay mafia within the Catholic Church. I've talked about this before uh they were a brand of um uh not socialists communists uh back in the early 1930s i believe it was who infiltrated the church uh with the purpose of destroying its reputation by um raising up gay men to become priests and to hurt its reputation through that through these gay priests going out and harming uh altar boys and other um, priests within it, and, uh, and so you have Michael Voris who's talking about it, you have a video that's out there of Fat Joe, and there's, there's many other stories out there of, uh, entertainers, um, who have been confronted by this, uh, gay mafia. Also, if you look at it, uh, you have certain dances, this has always irked me when I, I, when I saw it, you have certain dances coming out of um, gangster rap nowadays. Yeah, you've all heard, I'm sure, of uh, the Stanky Leg. And there's a couple of other dances. I don't get into it. Listen, dude, like I said, when it was first started, uh, the hardcore gangsters don't dance. Uh, I believe you had Curtis Jackson, who's 50 Cent, who has a, um, a verse that says, I don't dance around like Diddy because the men didn't dance like that they don't you don't you know gangsters don't dance they fight and they shoot guns and they act tough you don't fucking go around prancing like fucking you know twinkle toes over here but that's what the music industry is doing and i believe it has everything to do with the game mafia i think it has everything to do with the illuminati and their intentions um, like I've said it before, it's either the fourth or the fifth goal, depending on which, which list you see or who, who got the list, um, for the Illuminati's 25 objection uh, objectives, uh, it's either the fourth or the fifth one that says, um, to, um, liberate, not liberate, uh, to liberalize the society that's part of it, um, also, I want to point out that this has always irked me as well. And I'm probably going to offend you a little bit, but just fucking take hold of it for a quick hot second, okay? Because I could be wrong. But Prince had always, I shouldn't say rubbed me the wrong way, that's going to sound a little gay. Uh, But Prince and Michael Jackson, those guys are trans gay. (laughs) That's my own word, I just came up with. Um, They're trans gay. Prince acted and talked and act and fucking sang like a woman with a super high voice, uh, nowhere near um, what you would think the black community would consider a man would be. You would you would only think that Prince would be like, what the fuck? What am I watching right now? This dude's got assless chaps on. That's a little gay. <laughs> same with Michael Jackson. And they, by the way, they, uh, they protected the fuck out of Michael Jackson. Did they not? The black community? You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, same with Prince. They were, uh, they were, they were theirs. They were uh, what I would argue to be their false idols. Um, their false hope. And I think that that's, that was intended. I think that there, was, there is false hope. And false idols that are pushed on the black community. Um, such as Prince and Michael Jackson. Um, and I'm, I might offend you with this one too. But Muhammad Ali. Now why do I bring up... Well, not just Muhammad Ali. But take uh, Muhammad Ali. Take uh, the Nation of Islam. Uh, Jesse Jackson. Al Sharpton. Uh, people like this. I think these are false idols. False Pillars of their community that were pushed on the black community, and in part, I think it had a lot to do with um shaking off the Christian faith within the black community, because, like I said, uh, the black communities is very religious, and, like I said, where I came from, man blacks were Christian, that's it, there wasn't anything else, they weren't atheist, they weren't Shinto. they weren't Buddhist they weren't um they weren't islam or muslim they weren't uh, mayan or aztec they weren't anything but christian they went to church and i thought it was weird but it's apparently all protestants down there go to church on sundays and wednesdays i'm catholic <laughs> yeah we we have it every day but we go on sundays well saturdays <laughs> that's catholic you know what i mean um so it was a little bit different for me but that's what um, I believe is happening. I believe that uh, these false, the false hope, the false idols, the false pillars are being pushed, injected, and pushed on the black community. Um, and if you look at how black Republicans, black conservatives are treated, especially nowadays, uh, they're called coons. They're called uh, house niggers. I've said that wrong. House niggers. They're called uh, Uncle Toms. Uh, and they're by the way they're being called this by uh, by white liberals. Holy fuck! I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a white liberal fucking Bernie supporter or or Hillary supporter or something come up to a, a black conservative and call him Uncle Tom. Um, there's a gay. There's one that I remember seeing where it was a white gay guy um, who was obviously a a not trump supporter who uh called a black guy uh an uncle tom and it was just like no called a woman i'm sorry a black woman it was uh, a reporter for infowars who ended up um having some problem with problems with infowars but called her uncle tom right then and there and it was like holy fuck dude (laughs) like jesus you're not even hiding it anymore man um and again, when it comes back to, and what I think about when I think of Muhammad Ali, I don't think Muhammad Ali necessarily, I don't know if he was, I think it's a far stretch to say that he was forced into Islam. Um, I think, and I I don't believe he came about it organically. I don't think he came about it naturally. I think he came about it in order to get out of the war um, where Cassius Clay uh, didn't want to fight for it. Hey man, and you know what? It Especially hindsight, looking at it, yeah, get out of the war. Um, It was a bad war. Um, I think that that was definitely a war um, by the Illuminati uh, to set us up for some bad shit. And uh, we could have won it easily. Obviously, it didn't go that way. Um, The powers-to-be said no, didn't supply the states with the amount of... But we shouldn't even went there. I mean, let's start there. But uh, Muhammad Ali was Muslim and, uh, or turned Muslim. Muhammad Ali was Muslim. Cassius Clay was a, uh, Christian. Um, I, I've also argued this before. He isn't the best, uh, uh, boxer, heavyweight boxer of all time. That's, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Um, and not just that, uh, well, oh, it, what was his name? Tommy... Tommy something, he had a fucking kick-ass record too, he was, he was on his way to, to being really fucking good too, um, but he ended up getting AIDS or some crazy shit, so, and that kind of goes into the, the, the idea of the superiority complex that's, that's, uh, that's kind of hidden in there, um, I also think fucking Mike Tyson probably could have beat him, to be honest, you know, Mike Tyson, dude, Mike Tyson was so fucking underrated, go back and watch some of Mike Tyson shit, um, before, this would have been, and I don't know what the fuck happened, I don't know if it was jail that fucked him up, but, uh, I, th- I absolutely believe that Mike Tyson could have beat Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali had the fucking rope-a-dope, that was it, that was, that was, that was what he had, oh, Jimi Hendrix was who I was trying to think of earlier, but that was all he had, oh, he beat this guy, he beat, the- yeah, but dude, what, what does everybody remember him about? The rope-a-dope, right? Fucking getting the shit kicked out of him for 11 or 10 rounds or however long it was until, what's his name, tired out. And then he beat him up. He had a great idea and he executed a game plan. You see it all the time in the UFC. You see it all the fucking time. Guys going in with a certain game plan, it works out, and you don't see them fucking calling them the greatest. No, I do not believe Muhammad Ali was the greatest. Um, and in fact, because of things like this, that that, uh, I see as, um, a pushing of a false idol on, uh, a certain community. I don't like them. Um, and not just that, but Islam, uh, and I, I'm not sorry to go back on this. Islam, uh, they're really starting to take like the religious reserve of blacks and, uh, use it to entrap them. Um, cause you're seeing it more and more. I remember one time I had said, uh, as And we were, I was, I was fucking around with some kids in, in high school and one of them was black. Now he was Christian, right? All, like I said, I keep saying it. Everybody was, all blacks were Christian in, in uh, Tennessee, where, where I was from. And, uh, we were fucking around and we were saying certain sayings from like different countries or whatever. And I said, and we were saying it like, you know, You'd say like Ola, motherfucker" or something, and I and I think I said alaikum motherfucker," and uh, he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And it's like, "What do you mean, whoa, whoa, whoa?" It's that's fucking Muslim, dude. That's it's what do you what are you fucking taking offense for? You're Christian, like don't. But you see what I mean? It's like a push of this ideology um, that I think is manufactured. And um, forced and injected into the community. Now, again, I'm not saying that that blacks are are uh, easy prey. You know, for any reason. I think that um, that there was the opportunity with the history um, of the uh, the black community that they had within the United States of America. And if you look around, I mean, I can't believe that I'm not hearing more from other continents about, um, what went on there and why the numbers aren't constantly being ran about. it certainly Islam, 55 million, really out of Africa, 55 million. They were doing it before the United States doing it long after they're still doing it to this day. I don't know if you know that, but they are. And that shit isn't being brought up. It's like, what the fuck, dude? How is it that the United States keeps getting hit over the head with this shit? We were one of the first to fucking cut it out. We fought it. We were the only ones to fight a war over it, to end it. And yet we keep getting beat over the fucking head over it. I I think an argument to that would be because uh, we're a Christian country still to this day. uh, That's deteriorating. um, And I don't want to see that. Like I said i mean the whole the whole point of all of this was uh, to call out the things that I see that are plaguing the black community and to promote the things that I think would would make it better, which is build up the black family, build it up if you 're black and you listening to this, if you listen to this and you 've got black family members, black friends, promote family, promote a a mother and a father coming together, getting married, doing it the right way, having their kids after that, you know what I mean, and staying together, having the father come back, it is so fucking important to have the father back in the home, you know, and it's because of this shit, it's because of these, these, I don't know what you want to call them. This intended, (sighs) um, I think my brain's starting to shut down. Uh, This intended socially, social engineering objectives that they have in order to, to um, undercut the black community, you know, it's it's deteriorating not in understand this for anybody who isn't black. That's listening to this. It affects you too, especially here in the States. If the black community is deteriorating. It's deteriorating our country as well. You know, we need strong of every race. We need strong families, you know, we need it across the board. <clears throat> I mean, I, excuse me, that's something that I think most of us can come together on in the sense that we all value our families. We all value our kids, you know. And I think it's a lot harder to fuck up our entire society when we all think of our kids and we can come together that way. And I think that that's the way for all all of us to come together. It's just where I come from. Now, as much as I, I shit on Islam... Um, it's not that I, I would wish divorce on them. I just think that everybody else needs to catch the fuck up. <laughs> we need to get back to where we were, you know, we need to knock out the divorce. And again, this doesn't just happen to blacks. It's not like it only affects blacks. It affects everybody. You know, um, I've got family members who are single moms or who were single moms and their kids are, you can see the. you can see we're fucked them up. It's just what it is, man. You know, um, it's just seemingly more prevalent within the black community right now. And, uh, and that's what I want to promote. So if you think I'm racist, well, I guess, I guess I'm racist then. (laughs) Uh, racism at that point, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard of a racist fucking promoting the black family you know, and that's what I want to see, I want to see more, I want to see more families, I want to see more black families, I want to see more families all together, husbands and wives, man, you know, because I think that that'll kind of maybe calm down also, <clears throat> I don't know, going out to bars and shit, and people getting all jealous and crazy shit like that, you know, you you got strong families, you ain't got to worry about all that kind of shit, you know, people cheating and shit like that, you, uh, you make that taboo again, you know, you don't have to come up with the law, we don't have to have laws for that shit. And by the way, the the um government needs to get the fuck out of family law too. And I've said that before, I know that. Uh again, it's just like anything else. Anytime the government gets involved, the uh the quality goes down and the price goes up. They need to get the fuck out of it, you know. We can set that. We can set taboos. And people are affected by that, you know. I mean just look at what I was talking about with the gangs and the gangster mentality and the gangster rap culture. Those aren't laws. I mean, yeah, they may have their own rules, but people abide by them, or they did. They abided by them, and they're still abiding by them as it's starting to switch up. And uh fuck, dude, mark my words. You are gonna hear. You are gonna hear trannies rapping pretty soon and promoting, you know, fucking LGBT bullshit and for people who are supposed to be gangster rappers. And I am telling you right now, if it came out, all the all the gangster rappers that were fucking gay who sucked dick and gotten it and gotten it in the ass it shocked the fuck out of you go look it up for yourself check that shit out but uh yeah it's a tool that's being used against uh the black community it's plaguing the black community and uh that's what this episode is about calling out the, the shit that's plaguing the black community in in hopes that it helps them in hopes that it helps you understand and that maybe you can you can if you agree listen if you disagree Get a hold of me. Let me know what I'm wrong about. You know, as I've said before, you can email me, uh, meTV one one zero five. That's M is in Mary, E, T is in tooth, V is in Volkswagen, one one zero five at gmail.com. Um, find me at Facebook John O That's O apostrophe M is in Mary. U R C H A D H A uh at j merchada so there's no o and that's on twitter um get a hold of me and let me know what i'm wrong about tell me what kind of a fucking piece of shit i am or what you liked you know um like i said if you think i'm wrong let me know i'm wrong you know and i'll i'll fucking fix it eventually as i usually do but um promote the black family promote the fathers being in the homes That's what we have to do. It'll only help all of us. Also, (laughs) promote being accountable, being responsible, and not being liberal. And also, don't vote Democrat. Why would you ever do that?